Hello and welcome in to the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I am joined once again by digital content extraordinaire Jansen Coburn. Jansen, how are you, man? Man, Greg, I'm doing good, but it feels like I haven't slept. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. I, I feel like it's just like one whirlwind after the other, um, and that, that means that Nebraska football is busy, right? It, it has been kind of a, an extremely busy time for the program, as I, I feel like I, I was saying this on another thing, like Nebraska, like it, Matt Rule and his staff, this is their first go around really with these June official visits, right? Because they, they weren't really a thing when, when he was at Baylor. He got out for the Panthers right as that was happening. And then, you know, he comes back and that's one of the big key changes in college football. And so you've seen them kind of grow and evolve as this month has gone on. And it feels like it took a couple of weeks maybe, but they really hit their stride with bringing the right guys in, um, having their camps and then landing a slew of commitments and we've got a lot of them to talk about so we can jump right in Jansen what do you got oh what do I got I got a uh, seven <laughs> seven scholarship commits and two walk-ons to talk about and then obviously we'll recap some of the other guys that haven't committed and save the best for the last talking about Carter Nelson but since the last recording we had we got to talk about three commits and then there was a fourth that uh, trickled in on Monday. So we'll start with him. That was Evan Taylor out of North Carolina. Let's jump right in talk about Evan Taylor. Yeah, it's interesting. And Evan Taylor, it's funny. He's because of the timing, he and it's not his fault. It's just the timing and all of the slew of commitments that happened. He's going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, but I think we're going to circle back to him when we get to December for the signing period. And I think people are really going to like him um, as he's a long athletic cornerback, but our defensive back that also continue to grow into maybe that rover position or even an outside linebacker. If he keeps adding weight, he's got a great frame. Um, I really like Evan Taylor. Like it's not often and Nebraska goes in North Carolina and pulls out a recruit. Um, so that's really interesting as well. But I, I think they got a good one in Evan Taylor. Yeah, and then the next day, I think it was the next day, Landon Davidson commits out of Colorado's offensive lineman. Uh, talk about him. Yeah, and he's a he's a guy. Another uh, one of the many now uh, that have committed here recently. Uh, that that camp for Nebraska, right? So Nebraska got to see Landon up close and personal. Um, anytime you were three around three hundred pounds and you run a sub five um forty yard dash, that's going to get coaches' attentions, even on the offensive line. And how many times as Husker fans do people say to Husker fans say to us, "Oh man, the offensive line just they can't pull, they can't do this, they can't. They're not athletic enough." Well, this kid's definitely athletic. Enough enough and Matt Rule had told Landon that he would have even offered him on the defensive line had he not you know had Tom and Rayola not gotten a hold of him first um, and so he's a real interesting prospect to me um, and another one of those guys and it, it fits into to me with all of those offensive linemen that are in the class right now they've all got chips on their shoulders they all play to the echo of the whistle and he fits right in perfectly with that. See more of a guard or a tackle would you say? Boy I would say he's more of a guard um but I could see him. He could be one of those guys in a pinch that could go out to tackle. We see that all the time. But I think he's more of a guard. Yeah, well, though, seems like they cross-train those guys anyway. So we'll see right. what happens there. All right. And then the next commit we got to talk about, Donovan Jones out of Omaha North. That one moved pretty quickly. Talk about him a little bit. Yeah, Donovan Jones is another one of those, you know, he, he camped for Nebraska. Um, I think it was at the Friday Night Lights camp, and he was a guy that was getting a lot of buzz coming out of that camp, spent a lot of time working with the coaches. Um, he ran well in front of them as well. And I think you, anytime you're like 
six foot one um, and a long athlete and he run well. And I think it it was backed up by his tape. Like he, he had a lot of tackles at Omaha North last year, played um, obviously on the same defense as Tyson Terry to the Nebraska 2025 commitment. Um, he's a good player. And I think one of those ones that was way under the radar in the state, right? We talk about so many of the guys in the state and now that that list of offered guys has ballooned to double digits for Nebraska in the state. Um, but he went under the radar and lo and behold, they really coveted him once they got eyes on it. You mentioned him being part of the in-state kind of slew of guys that committed. I think this is where things got interesting. No disrespect <laughs> to any of the other guys we mentioned, but the weekend yeah. came, the official visits happened over the weekend, and two guys jump in the boat at once on Instagram Live, I believe. Isaiah <laughs> yep. McMorris and Dave on Hall, and that was pretty big news. I don't think you can understate uh, just the job Matt Rule and his staff did, getting those guys to commit. So the way I'm going to ask you about this one, Greg, is if I had told you about a month and a half ago that these guys were going to be Huskers, what would you have said to me? Ooh, I would have, yeah, I would have said there was not a great chance of you getting both. Maybe you get McMorris six weeks ago, maybe. Um, but the, yeah, I and if you had asked, but I thought you were going to say a year ago because I would have told you absolutely yeah. not. Um, <laughs> it, it's it, the Completely job. Different I'm with, story. I, yeah, I think that you nailed it, though. Like, you can't understate the job that these guys, the coaching staff, did in kind of reeling both of them in and getting back on kind of in their good graces and their recruitment to the point to where they've now shut it down with them in June um, to kick off a huge visit weekend. And I think that you're right about that, too. I think that things got real when that happened on Friday um, because it really has started this uh, or continued, but really picked up big steam with the snowball effect that's going on with the class right now. But no, it's a tremendous job by those guys. And I definitely think that for all of the talk that we've had everywhere on, the, on this YouTube channel, on the Insiders board, on social media, everywhere about Garrett McGuire and his age, it, obviously kids like him, right? Yeah. Like Because like, he's he's instrumental in bringing these two guys into the fold. Now, remember, it was the same, it was the same weekend that Danny Kalen committed. And I talked to Isaiah McMorris and McMorris surprised me by saying that Garrett McGuire at that point was the wide receiver coach that he had maybe the strongest relationship with. And that kind of perked my ears up a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, kudos to Garrett and those guys um, for bringing them back in the fold and then on the field. Is a tremendous grab for Nebraska. Like once you get past all of the good vibes in state, right? Because these guys not only are both two really good prospects, they complement each other perfectly, right? As you have one guy McMorris that plays more in the slot, but is still kind of a home run hitter, um, and then you have um, Hall, who also has great track speed, is a little bit bigger and can do a little bit of everything out there at wideout. Um, it, it'll be fun on Friday nights at Bellevue this year. That's a good point you mentioned about Garrett McGuire. So I have a question on that. Do you think that their commitment to Nebraska, I mean, maybe it's both, but do you think it has more to do with Daniel Kalen being in the class now, or do you think Garrett McGuire's just done that good of a job kind of swaying them? It's probably both, um, if we're being honest, but I do think that it's one of those where Daniel Kalen probably opened the door for them to kind of look like take a more serious look at Nebraska, especially Hall. I think McMorris was already starting to trend towards Nebraska, um, but still obviously needed to be recruited. Um, but then also, but then once Kalen got them to look, 
then Garrett McGuire could kind of come in and really say, oh, they could really feel comfortable with him and think that, yeah, this is the place for me. And I think it's on a, another side note about kind of the, the in-state thing on with them in particular, it's been really neat to see everyone kind of rallying around those two guys joining the class from Omaha um, and how it like it's becoming cool to stay home again, right? You've seen so much stuff all over the place. And I think that that's something that it does just hit differently when it's these guys from in-state, right? Like it just feels a lot different. I think you hit the nail right on the head. It it feels like, just as you said, it is cool to stay home. And mm-hmm. that seems to be why they're having so much success. And we'll talk about another in-state guy here in a minute. But two more commits today. That's why you guys are seeing this on Tuesday and not Monday. <laughs> we waited a day to record this, and it paid off because we got two more commits we can talk about. Kawan Lacey and Rex Guthrie. I know Kawan is a guy um, that... Steve Mark really, really likes. <laughs> That's his guy. <laughs> That's his guy. All right, let's talk first about Kawan Lacey, running back out of Texas, lives really close to Mario Buford. Mm-hmm. And I think Matt Rule might have cryptically tweeted a little bit about <laughs> landing him. So let's dive right on into Kawan. Yeah, it's funny because Garrett McGuire, we were talking about him. He also cryptically tweeted about it because he talked, he had a tweet about Beltline Road. And if you know about that area of Texas, Beltline Road runs around those towns. So, yeah, they both were kind of getting after it and having some fun on Twitter. But Lacey, really, really good prospect. I think that Steve Mark's excitement is warranted. That guy just looks like someone that's going to be, he was either destined to run in the Big Ten or the SEC. It is no coincidence that Nebraska and Ole Miss were really the two top teams vying for him. Um, in the end of kind of when he decided to announce um i think he's going to be a really fantastic addition for nebraska he can down he can run downhill he's got good speed he also has good hands out of the backfield um and he physically looks the part and he looks ready to play when he gets here uh next fall and i think it's even more impressive when you look at what lane kiffin's done with his running back Mm -hmm. at ole miss so for nebraska to kind of sway him in the late hours if you will of his recruitment that was pretty impressive all right the last one of the day this one happened less than an hour ago as of recording this rex guthrie out of colorado i want to read uh the commitment quote he gave steve when he committed it was he was talking to evan cooper where is it um all right here we go this is what uh rex told steve he said He was telling me, I don't care about rankings because what you have right now, you can be whatever you want if want to be if we work hard. So that was what um, Evan Cooper said about Rex. And yeah, he's a he's a fast guy, but kind of another one of those under the radar ones. So Mm -hmm. what do you think about him? Yeah, I think that this is a guy and I've already said this on our board. um, If you watch his tape, you will wonder why he's a two star. Like I'm, I'm serious, and it, it's a, it's a real interesting situation. Like I'm not sure either. Um, he's six foot one, two hundred pounds. He ran a four four forty in front of Nebraska, and he ran one at the Wyoming camp as well. So that's consistent. It wasn't just some fluke. Um, he's a sure tackler, and he's he looks tough, right? And so I think he's a guy like that's why I think Evan Cooper is so excited about him, and then why what we see him from Steve Mark as well. And I think that there's good reason for that. Um, I think he's a guy that can contribute on special teams right away for nebraska as well um, i really like rex guthrie and i think that nebraska got a steal out of colorado and him all right we got to show some love for the walk-on commits that happened as well in this span of time there's two james williams out of iowa central community college and isaac dickey out of cross county let's start with james williams let's talk about him 
Yeah, a long pass rusher, right? And that it's funny because sometimes you you just kind of look at what Nebraska has done under Matt Rule and kind of just all of these additions and seeing if you can grab and get something out of guys, right? And I think that this is another one of those situations where maybe you take a flyer and you see as a walk-on if a guy that, you know, still has, you know, four years of eligibility ahead of him and had was productive and had six sacks in JUCO last year. If you can get him in the program, build him up, and see if he can continue to produce. He's an interesting flyer, and I'll be curious to see what happens with him moving forward. Yeah, it's interesting they got a JUCO guy. It seems like it's – I'd say biasly it's good to see JUCO guys get scholarships – or not scholarships, but get offers still because it seems like things have gotten taken over by yeah, the portal. Few and far but, between. Yeah. Um. And then last one, we mentioned Isaac Dickey, walk-on, but a fullback. So probably going to be walk-ons getting those offers or getting a walk-on offer. But uh, I believe Cross County, Stromsburg, Nebraska, um, he came out to the camps, the fullback camp. So talk about him. I mean, if you want to post a child for what people think a fullback should look like, um, it would be Isaac Dickey. Um, and he's from small town Nebraska. He was he came to kind of this first fullback camp and was one of the standouts at that. Um, he's a weight room warrior. He's going to be in a re- I'm going to be real curious to see if he can't force his way into some playing time during at some point during his career. And I say that because you can he just works right. And Steve Mark had a really good story on him uh, at InsideNebraska.com about. Kind of his journey and what how he's gotten here and so go check that out for sure but i i will it'll be curious because he would be a fan favorite if he can get onto the field um and he's going to be doing everything he can busting his tail to get on the field yeah absolutely all right there were three other guys that took visits that haven't committed and we're just assuming that if you visit you're going to commit based on the other <laughs> seven uh quinn clark ernest campbell and grant bricks uh we won't we don't have to go into detail about quinn clark because i'm not sure if uh we were able to recap much with him unless you want to talk about that one but uh take your pick greg which one do you want to start with first between those three what kind of um what details did those guys share yeah, so I did. I got I caught up with Clark a little bit. He just didn't really say all that much. Um, and then it really was he liked the visit. Um, I think that Nebraska, I believe I have a future cast in for him. So many things happen. Um, and so I do think that he ends up at Nebraska. Um, he's a legacy player. His late father played um for the Huskers. Um, and so he grew up as a Husker fan. And I think that this visit was really about kind of checking the boxes to make sure that he got along with the coaching staff. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's in the class sooner rather than later as a wide receiver, six foot five out of Montana. Um, Ernest Campbell, another wide receiver um out of Texas and one of the fastest players in America. Um, Ren, I think it was a 10 40 or 100 meter dash um, in the state championships and Texas track this year. Um, he's a really good player and a guy who's been on the rise. It's a four star down there. Texas A&M, Texas Tech, heavily involved with him. Um, he said that the visit ex- exceeded all of his expectations that he had, um, which is always a good sign. I think he just needs to sit down and talk things over with his family to kind of see where he, um, he lands. He did release a top six today. Um, that was kind 
kind of surprising uh, considering I, don't, I think he only took visits to two or three of those schools. So we'll see where that goes. Um, and then probably the second most important visitor that was on campus this weekend, Grant Bricks, the big offensive lineman out of Iowa. Boy, you, you I mentioned earlier about how all of those offensive linemen in the class have that mean streak and they play to the echo of the whistle. Grant Bricks is just like that. He would fit in that perfectly. Really nice kid from the times that I've talked to him. I actually did not get a chance to catch up with him this time um, for this visit. But in talking to other people about the recruitment and about the visit weekend, he had a good time. The kids were really kind of working him, led by Ian Flint and Gibson Pyle, two of Nebraska's other good peer recruiters as well. Um, and so I, I like where Nebraska is. We'll just kind of have to see because Grant's a little bit quieter. All right. And then we saved the most interesting one for last. Carter Nelson came off his visit, uh, seemed like he enjoyed it. Uh, momentum seems to be on Nebraska's side. Let's start just with a simple visit recap. What did you what did you hear? Yeah, I think that part of what what you hear is that everyone was working Carter Nelson um, to to see, to make sure that he knew that he was welcome in this class should he choose uh, to join Nebraska. Um, I also think that part of the pitch of him being able to fit in very nicely with the tight end that Nebraska the tight end that Nebraska already has um, in this class and already on the team um, is also part of the pitch. And then I think the most compelling thing, which is something that has become a theme of what we've talked about today and a growing the subplot with this. Um, recruiting class is that what it could be like for Carter Nelson to stay home and be a home state hero, right? I think that that has become just a really neat thing that's happened over the time with this class. I don't know if you saw the picture of him with the state flag, which I thought was really cool. There's the picture um, of him along with um, Daniel Kalen and the other Nebraska-born guys um, in that huddle. Like and I talked to Daniel Kalen actually about that in another video that's on this YouTube channel and how kind of the origins um, of that photo was um, he said he, they, he did make up a play call in that huddle by the way he did give <laughs> them a play call and Carter was the only guy that was not committed obviously um, that was in that huddle but they did everything they could I think Nebraska's in a very good spot obviously I put in a future cast over the weekend for him um, to be for Carter Nelson to end up picking Nebraska he then came out today uh, Monday and said that he will uh, make his announcement on Wednesday at noon so I, I think Nebraska fans should be optimistic and excited about that one and it would be a, a huge deal given some of the ups and downs in this recruitment that we've seen and then what he would mean for this recruiting class for Nebraska if he so, so chooses to join it. You mentioned his announcement coming on Wednesday. Uh, this is the last question I got saved for you is a little prediction time. Uh, you initially had a future cast of Georgia. You switched to Nebraska, but it seems like everybody who's been covering this has done the same. So um, why, what makes you confident in predicting Nebraska in this case? Yeah, I, I think that it all makes sense for Carter Nelson to actually stay home and pick Nebraska. And I think that sometimes, you know, the factor of it, it's not just, you know, it's easy to say that, oh, yeah, it's cool to stay home. Right. And that is true. But also the the underlying thing there is that this staff has been able to gain the trust of these players. And I think that that makes a, that's a huge, huge deal that they were able to, even though they went through kind of the thing with, with um, Dylan Rayola, they were able to keep Daniel Kalen in the fold and then flip him right away. And then they were able to go and grab those kids from Bellevue West 
Um, there's other in-state kids in the in the class. So I think that Carter being able to go to those kids and say, hey, why is it that you actually really like this staff? And then, oh, by the way, he comes on campus and he probably saw that exact stuff, right? Um, that was, a, I think, a really big thing for him. Plus, I just honestly think that the location factor, I think, probably plays a really huge role in this in the end. And that really, you know, it sounds great to go to Athens, Georgia, um, you know, from, you know, Ainsworth, Nebraska, like it's a big adjustment though um both culturally and where what it takes to get down there you know to be able to go see your kid play if you're the parent so there's just a lot of stuff that goes into that um as to why i think nebraska is kind of sitting in a really good position right now all right greg well that's all i got for you today i'll save the rest for later i know you got to get on the husker radio here in about a half hour so um <laughs> is that right is it 6 30 yeah yeah, right. I'll be be out there. Um, and you know, it's it's a busy time, man. And it's only going to well, I was gonna say it's only going to get busier from Nebraska. It may or may not get busier. Um, we'll see. Um, there's a lot going on though, and you know, as the dead period is here, but this is also the time where a bunch of guys make their announcements because now they've been able to take all of their June official visits. Uh, so you'll definitely want to like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel to make sure you get those videos directly into your feed. Also, pop over to insidenebraska.com to make sure you can catch all the great recruiting content and just general football content that's happening right now um, and we will catch you guys later